0: Today, my anxiety acted up. I battle with the kind of anxiety that lives under the surface. It's constantly humming like computer server. It's to the point that nothing specific triggers it, but it lingers, waiting to jump out and lie to me. It used it used to enter my mind and tell me that my greatest fears would be realized. Now I know better. Today, my nervous system just jolted a bit, more than usual from the sound of an unexpected laugh or a baby's cry. It acted up, but it didn't win. I've trained my mind, with the help of therapy, to know that it has no real power. God is in control. Sometimes I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God is in control. Will I wrestle with this for the remainder of my life? Maybe. But, God is in control. There is a kind of fear that Peter had which God challenged. But there is another kind which is crippling fear. The kind that made Elijah run, hide, and pray for God to end it all. God is present and loving in both situations. Asking us to have faith or sending an angel to remind us and restore our faith. Fear is powerful but it's no match for Faith. I just read a Facebook post, and that came from Lecrae. Um, This is, in my personal opinion, I think this is a real anxiety ordeal that Lecrae is going through. Uh, Benjamin Watson had sent support to him also. But this is... Uh, when you read that post, and as I read it to y'all, one thing that we all have to understand is, is that no matter the therapy that we can get, and rather if we do or do not get therapy, it's still going to be there. But if I said it before, and like just McCray just said, You have to train your mind to be more positive. You have to train your mind to be more positive. Being prepared for the battle of everything that your mind is going through. And when you restore your faith over fear, nothing can overcome anything that you ever thought about or even thinking about today i know there's a lot of people out there that has that suicidal thoughts there's a lot of a lot of them that has that but the question is are you willing to trust god in everything that you do are you willing to go and get the help that you need do you realize you need that therapy do you realize you need that help maybe not maybe you do but one thing that always stands out is that god is in control no matter what you do god is in control Keeping that in mind, because the more that we let ourselves battle these battles that we have absolutely no control over, the more that we're putting God on the back burner because we're not allowing him to trust us with our mentals, with our mental health, with our anxieties, nervous system, all of that. And that was Lecrae's point. God is in control and it's important that we all look at this and understand that in our minds that's where it starts our mind is going to trigger our brain is going to trigger negative things it's going to but we have to understand that when we put more positives and train our mind to be positive, we can start anything. We can start anything. And I'm just, and I'm saying this because we're all, we're all going to, we're all having these problems. We're all going to have these problems. But at the same time, the power of prayer always helps us when it comes to these battles. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. That came from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. That's a very important message. That's, that's an important message to send to anybody. Rather, you have a siblings. Rather, if it's a friend. Rather, if it's a friend. Rather, if you're in a marriage. Rather, if you're in a relationship. No matter what you do. Don't go to bed angry. you never know what tomorrow will lead to. Have you ever heard of these stories? When people get mad at one another. They stay angry at each other. But then the next thing you know something terrible happened to that person. Turn right around you get up that person. He is no longer with us. Or well, that person is clinging on to life in a hospital? Or that person has disappeared and you don't know where they went? You ever experienced that? Y'all ever been through that? Anger is one of the most important killers in this globe. The whole globe, the whole world. Being angry is very simple. Trust me, it is. Being angry, it is—it's it, simple. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, anybody can hold a grudge, be angry. But forgiving is a hard pill to swallow. But you have to sense yourself and come to that reality God said I will make my goodness pass right in front of you I'll call out the name God right before you I'll treat I'll treat well whoever I want to Exodus 33 19 Control Straight control. This is coming from God. That passage of scripture right there, I will make my goodness pass right in front of you. I'll call out the name God right before you. I'll treat well whomever I want to. Look at that situation. Understand No man, no man will ever get the control to whom God has control over, no man, regardless to how you want to look at it, no matter how you want to see it. I think it's important, it's very important. So I say all that for a reason. This is my 16th episode of Breaking Mental Health. And at this point today, as I'm doing this podcast, I am going to have to take some time and step away from this podcast to focus on my own mental health now I'm not abandoning this podcast because this podcast has been very therapeutic for me being able to read upon other stories being able to do the research to be able to grow and understand more About mental health than I ever had. I'm not abandoning this podcast. But I do. At this point today. Need to take some time away. To focus on my mental health. I will. Decide. How long I will be out. At the end of the show. So. Just keep me in your prayers as I go through a big battle of trying to bring inner peace to myself. Pray for me. Well, I don't know. Welcome to another edition of Breaking Mental Health with Daryl. I am your host, Daryl. Today, I am going to do betrayal and mental health so when I come back we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to discuss betrayal and mental health be right back what's happening fam how's everybody doing on this beautiful day remember it's always a beautiful day the sun is always going to shine rather if it's raining rather if it's snowing but always on the inside of your soul the sun is always going to shine you just have to bring the positives to look at it. So is that a, so is that too much to ask? No, it's not. It's not at all. You know, but for a lot of people, it is a lot to ask to try to be positive because of where they're going and in the direction. In their lives you know no money no success deadlock at a dead-end job and nothing to show for their success at all so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be easy just to sit there and say oh I am so powerfully successful or nothing of that sort You know you don't know how to climb up that success ladder but it's just there in your deadlock you don't know your next move and that is even more difficult because that's what you're thinking that's something you can't help but it is something that you can try to train your brain to be positive more positive about how are you going to be successful What plans, what goals do I need to make and follow them? A lot of people actually like working nine to five hours. They're happy. They get vacation time. They don't have to worry about manager's job. They can just do a nine to five, go home, chill, put on some Netflix or... Hulu, turn your phone off, and just mellow. Well, I was speaking from an introvert standpoint because that's the guy I am. You know, I would love to just come home, turn my phone off, and just chill. Sit in my room, bring my little portable desk on the bed, do some reading, do some writing and just chill, and just uh, and just won't have to, to worry about nothing but my business and myself. That would be great, but I can't. I can't do that. So I have to literally keep my phone on. And, you know, I, I have a little girl. I have a Leah. You know, it's always and, and trust me, and let me, excuse me, oh, I'm so sorry, I just yawned, just so you know that's, that's how tired I am, but it is what it is, but I have to get through this, but don't get it twisted, I don't regret anything enjoy everything that I've dealt with in my life. I have actually you know, me having a leah The best thing that's ever happened to me. That's the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know what I'm saying? That little girl changed my life. She has changed my life. A little part of me is in her. You know. So despite the fact that even though that about to just tell us my phone, mellow, chill out, do my business keep to myself stay in my room sit in my bed put my desk out and just work you know I can still do that there's nothing left denying me you know what I mean but you know you train your mind in that right direction you get the help you still train your mind to be in that right direction don't let nothing stop you at all but let's get started I'm not going to hurt the mom I have a busy day so let's go ahead and get this started today is betrayal and mental health so believe it or not being betrayed Can actually mess with your mentals That's my son Your mentals But it will mess with your mental health It'll mess with your brain It can cause a lot of things So let's dig into it An article Written out Last month October 21st of 2021 Why betrayal can cause trauma And how to start healing The healing will be later on in this series. If someone close to you has ever broken your trust, you probably felt the sting of betrayal. This pain can leave deep wounds. Any type of betrayal can cause emotional distress, but you might experience lingering trauma when someone on you someone you depend on to respect your needs and genuinely help safeguard your well-being violates the trust you place to them. Betrayal trauma typically refers to the lingering pain and turmoil experienced after betrayal by a parent or another childhood caregiver or betrayal by a romantic partner. Those are the two main important ones right there. Betrayal by a parent or a caregiver. Or by your romantic partner. When your partner, in my case, lived together for seven years, just walked out on me. Just walked out on them. And to be honest, I still really have no reason why it happened that way. But evidently there was a lesson there that I needed to know. And there was a lesson there that I needed to learn. Have I still figured that out? No. Why haven't I figured that out? Because I am still in the middle of the pain Of the betrayal. The fact that I trusted. I trusted her. You know. And just to. Walk up and leave. Walk up and leave. You know. It's. It's a bit frustrating. Now you would think at this point. That I would be. Healing. From all of this. And be. Well healed and move on. Well, honestly, yes, Emma. No. Yes, to the part of I have actually, you know, come to grips to moving on. I have accepted the deal. You know, I moved on. I moved on to another relationship. And I went on and had a child, a little girl, Aaliyah Darren Watts. You know, a lot of people will take you down. Like, are you really proud of yourself for doing that? I am, but a lot of people may not. Be. You know, but. When you know that sitting yourself down and actually thinking about the, the pain and the trauma that that person that has you have had 100% trusted to just go and do what they do to betray you some of that stuff really just don't go away just like losing a parent to death or losing somebody that you really care about to death they say oh you can grieve and then heal and move on but you don't really grieve and move on my grandmother's been dead for almost ten years. But it would be nine years Christmas Day. Nine years. And have not healed from this death. You never grieve from. It sits with you for the rest of your life. I miss miss my grandmother. I'm not even gonna lie to you. She can get on your everlasting nerve. Boy, yes she can. But you know what? People respected her. She said whatever she, she wanted to say to a lot of people, and they would still spit out some respect to that lady yes ma'am yes ma'am sister Watts I get it sister Watts because the stuff that she spits up pure wisdom it's pure wisdom it's not anger it's pure wisdom she feels she has nothing to lose she was 87 when she passed away You know, you don't never grieve from that. You think about that person. Regardless, people are never going to be okay from that. I have people that I've grew up with. Friends. That is still not okay after losing their parents. But you know what? That's okay. Because you can still be able to cherish all the memories that you have with them. You can be able to do that. I wouldn't want to expect myself to grieve, heal, and move on. That person still always got to be in your heart regardless. Regardless of how you want to look at that. And I've always always been a firm believer in that. A lot of people may not believe in me in that. Because the one thing that really irritates me the most is when... You can have a situation where... I'm just going to say me. I'm just going to put myself in this situation. Let's just say for instance that I have... Oh... Four kids. I'm not gonna throw a lead in an example, but I have four kids. You know, I'm married and, you know, my mom and my dad still alive. Um, I'm just gonna throw in there, that my grandmother's still alive. You know. Um, and then the situation happens like this. All of that happens and one of my children's dies. One of my children died. The one thing that really ticks me off is when people look at you dead in your face and say, "Oh, you still have your other three, motherfucker." That's unhelpful. Let's let's be real about that. That's unfucking helpful. Don't come to me talking about how much how much kids I have left. I just lost one. I just lost one. Yeah, I still need to be there for my other three. But I don't need you telling me. That I still have three more. What in your right mind will you actually sit down and believe that. That's the grieving process. Because at the end of the day, it's still your child. It's still your child. Don't sit there and tell me that I still have three more kids because you feel like that you want to sit there and send me helpful information. You ain't sending me shit at that point. You're not doing it. For every waking minute that I want to sit up here and hear that nonsense I kill myself, I'm just being real about that. I don't ever want to put myself in a situation to feel like that losing one child can justify the other three. It don't fucking make sense. Because that's just they just lost two. What sense does that make? If you're going to go and say something like that, why don't you try to be more helpful? For an example, if my child were to die, why don't you try something like this? Firstly, sending your condolences is way more better. Just spilling out that crap, you still have your other 3P there for this. Sending out the condolences is way much better. You know something else that would help too? It is okay not to be okay. Now, there isn't one instance. You have one parent. You have one mom, one dad. You can always have a mother and a father figure, but you only have one biological mom and one biological father. That's it. Everything else else extends after that. Aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins. But you only have one mother, one father. What do you want to say to them if they were to lose them? That stuff is just unhelpful to me. It's unhelpful. When you rely on someone for basic needs as well as love and protection, you might accept a betrayal in order to ensure your own safety. You might also find yourself accepting the possibility of future betrayals. Something that can begin to degrade self-esteem, emotional well-being, and the ability to form attachments with others. That's why it's called trust issues. That's why it's called trust issues. And the reason it's called trust issues is because... people people done... You not sat up there and trusted them betrayed you for what they did. Well, I've had plenty of them. You know, and this is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it as this. Day. I've had other family members. Well, let me put it this way. I have other. I had another family member. I was in a relationship with one turned around and dated that other family member behind my, my back. And this family member has done it to mostly almost every member in this family. I'm just going to leave it as that. Not mentioning any names. I'm just going to leave it as that. But if you feel that if you're in that position, this is wrong. That is a real betrayal right there. That's a real betrayal. Betrayal. I think also that regardless to how other people would feel about being betrayed, some people will actually look back on that a few years, 10 years, 20 years from now and be like you know what i'm glad that happened because they showed me the bad in that person that's what it'll do it'll show the bad why because we need that knowledge we need that growth to to see yeah i don't think we'll be able to trust that person ever again so you have to sit down and think about those things you don't want to go back and put yourself in that big cycle again. You don't want to ever put yourself in that cycle. Then you put yourself in that cycle when you don't learn those things, that cycle gets right there, and you're just going through that cycle all over again. You're learning, but you're not growing. You're learning, but you're not growing. That sits with you. That's just like food sitting in your stomach, it's never digesting. Nor is not coming up You don't ever want it to come up But you want it to stay down and digest That's what that cycle is like When it comes down to betrayal Learn who you can trust and Learn who you cannot Another way of betrayal Is one talking behind your back Talking behind your back Not doing behind your back But talking behind your back your little ride or die, homie, could be the one sitting there talking about you behind your back. You have thought about that? Well, maybe not. Maybe not. But at the same time, a lot of people actually do learn from it. They will learn from it understanding betrayal trauma theory betrayal trauma was first introduced as a concept by psychologist jennifer fry in 1991 she described it as a specific trauma that happens in key social relationships where the betrayed person needs to maintain a relationship with the betrayer for support or protection betrayal trauma theory suggests harm within attachment relationships like relationships between a parent and a child or between romantic partners can cause lasting trauma. People often respond to betrayal by pulling away from the person who betrayed them. But when you depend on someone to meet certain needs, this response might, be not, might not be feasible. Children, for example, depend on parents to meet emotional needs along with food, shelter, and safety needs. Similarly, Someone who lacks financial or social resources outside of the relationship may fear that acknowledging the betrayal and leaving the relationship could put their safety at risk. This fear of the potential consequences of acknowledging the betrayal might prompt the betrayed person to bury the trauma. As a result, they may not fully process the betrayal or remember it correctly, especially if it happens in childhood we'll get back more into this uh, uh, betrayal in the mental health um, I just wanted to bear out that point that I think the betrayal being betrayed is the most painful experience for anybody to ever go through but at the same time I feel like that is always worth your time To experience being betrayed. Not saying that you go out there. And find somebody to betray you. But. Sometimes it has to take. Bad decisions. For that experience. To be notched up a little bit. So you know. What you're dealing with. There's no one to understand. But that's all I have right now. For uh, betrayal. Betrayal and mental health as I said that this would be this is my last episode for um, for um, a little bit because I need to actually sit down and focus on myself and my mental health. So I will actually work work on coming back Tuesday. December 14th that would be the next podcast recording that I'm going to do and I will continue with the betrayal and mental health aspect of that but thank you for listening thank you for actually taking the time to listen to me you could be anywhere else you could be listening to any other mental health podcast which actually took the time to listen to mine, and I cannot appreciate that anymore. I really appreciate that. I'm on social media. I'm also trying to take the time to post out on social media, uh, Twitter uh, and Instagram. Um, but you can follow me, be my friend on Facebook, There, Watch the Second. Uh, you can follow me on social media with uh, Twitter and Instagram at Love University. And you can also email me. If you just want to talk. Email me. ReikiMiddleH. At gmail.com. Or you can even DM me on the social medias. But you can also go back. Into these episodes. of these podcasts. On my podcast. And listen to them. But you also can listen to a piece of clip. On the Double Take Sports Talk podcast. As the sport. podcast podcasts, we bring up um, social injustice and also mental health. I have a clip on there too where I also either grab clips from previous podcasts or I also just sit down and discuss it. Um, and so far I've been pulling clips. So if you need more on that, you can listen to that little portion of Double Take Sports Talk podcast too. But until then, stay true to yourself and always remember When it comes down to listening, you are one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go.